Welcome to Origin Gate. This is Wisdom's Echo. My name is Lindy Masters with your thought for the day. Today I'm going to talk about the widow's oil that didn't run dry. I am going to read from 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 to 7. Now a woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? I think that's really important. What do you have in the house? I think we need to get out of our nanny mentality, out of our enablement mentality, and always wait for somebody to give us something instead of going into an empowerment. What do you have in the house. And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. And he said, go borrow containers elsewhere for yourself, empty containers from all your neighbors. Do not get too few. In other words, get as many as you can handle, babe. Then you shall come in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour into all these containers and you shall set aside what is full. And so she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons, and they began bringing the containers to her, and she poured the oil. And when the containers were full, she said to her son, bring me another container. And he said to her, there are no more containers, mum. And then the oil stopped. And she came, verse 7, and said, told the man of God, and he said, now go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons shall live on the rest. Amazing story, and we all know the story. And this really is about divine provision, about how Yahweh provides supernaturally. And again, I want to say this is not about uh, waving the magic wand of the name of Jesus, hoping that something will happen, but this is about divine provision. It happens without you even realizing it's happened. There is an atmosphere that comes into the room that when you say, what do you have that I can work with? And you say, yeah, well, I have this. He then comes in and there's a supernatural provision that sometimes you don't even realize is there. And currently I'm in South Africa and we've just gone through an attempted coup and a insurgence. Um, in the country, it's been crazy and uh, we were not safe for a couple of days, but Yahweh was incredibly kind and many people prayed around the world and, and, and I saw for the first time in a nation, uh, a people group coming together across every single color line, barrier line and we literally as a people pushed back an attempted coup and an insurgency, which was phenomenal. In the middle of all of this, because we had to lock down everything and make sure that our food supplies were not ravaged, which had been ravaged throughout our particular province or state, uh, there was no food. And we had people who didn't have milk for the babies. They didn't have nappies. They didn't, or diapers. They didn't, you know, there was no milk. We didn't see fruit and vegetables for seven days. Didn't see milk, didn't see fresh meat. And, you know, when you have children and grandchildren in the house, it begins to be a bit of a lord. You need to do something here. We're having a serious problem. But we were four families and we all shared and we said, you know, we can get through this. I've done this for many, 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 many years. And um, I could, I just saw the provision of Yahweh through our lives and I knew he would provide it. There wasn't a time, there wasn't one single time where I was concerned that we would not have enough to eat or that we would not be provided for. But you couldn't get into and out of our area. And we began to just, it's a funny thing, but when you become uh, so reliant on Yahweh in this particular area, 
It's like food and provision finds you. It hunts you down. I want you to hear me. It hunts you down. It looks for a place to land. What do you have? Well, I have a fridge and I have a deep freeze and it's empty. I have an empty deep freeze and then the provision of Yahweh hunts you down. And so we began to get stories from our community and within our own uh, family of the divine provision of Yahweh, where I was making food for the people who were on the streets all night long. We did 24 hour watches and barricaded our areas and I was providing food for them. And I just, someone said, how are you doing this when you have no provision where there, you can't go to the shop? I said, I have no idea, but there's constantly supply in my case of potatoes. I had two potatoes to start with. By the end of the week, I still had two potatoes. No matter how I looked or where I looked, we always seemed to find two potatoes. Someone would always on the property have two potatoes. And I began to think, hold on, something's up here. And then our groups from up north, decided to bring food down once the insurgency was over to provide um, supplies for everybody because it was in such great demand because our supplies had been destroyed. And they brought down three tons of food. And the guy driving down said halfway through his trip, his petrol, his fuel tank just filled up again. He didn't stop. It just filled up. And he took um, photographic evidence of it. And then my daughter said, Mom, it's amazing. My tin of food for my baby is half full. Um, and we were only day three into the insurgency. She said, I need milk. I need to have this particular kind of milk. We couldn't get milk for babies anyway. And when these guys came down with the three tons of supplies, including tinned milk for the babies, that day, which was the following week, uh, probably six days later, her tin, which was half full a week before, still had one spoon of baby formula. And that should have lasted two to three days only. So we began to see this unusual occurrence of the divine provision of Yahweh. Now, what does divine provision mean? It means getting constant supplies from Yahweh. Now, many of us have stories like this. For years and years and years, we fed the poor on the streets. We have many people who come down to Durban because the weather is so beautiful. It's a semi-tropical climate. There's a hospital nearby. They can swim. There's places to wash and it's safe. And so we have a lot of refugees and people who come down to Durban and, you know, rough sleepers, all of them come down here. We would, as a, as a community go down, one of the guys would whistle and they would come from everywhere. And we'd have these very orderly lines for children, for mums and for dads. And we would feed people. And it was always astonishing because the amount of people that came, we'd go, Oh my word, we are never going to have enough sandwiches, fruit and juice for these folks. And it would always, for years, every time we went, and we went uh, once or twice a month, we would have enough for everybody to have three helpings. And then it would finish. And I just it was this constant supply from Yahweh that you, you go, hold on, hold on. How did we do that? How did that happen? Now, I look again at the story of the Israelites in the wilderness, the provision of manna, the provision of quail, even though they were whinging and whining and crying, we don't want this food. God provided the manna and he provided the quail. They wore clothes that never ran out. Their shoes grew with their feet. Forty years they were in the wilderness. And, and you know, I think one of the things we can learn from the Israelites in the wilderness is this. Don't grumble against God's supernatural provision when it happens in unexpected ways. Sometimes we want it to happen a certain way and it doesn't. It happens another way. Well, don't grumble about that. Let Yahweh provide as he provides. 
So moving on to all of the supplies coming, they brought enough food for 30 families to be fed for a month. And lo and behold, if we don't now to date have fed, we have now fed 60 families and counting. We have found communities we've given food to as well. So probably reaching more uh, into the 100 family you know, connection. But it has been astonishing. It has been astonishing how the food, when, when one of the ladies took food and said, I just fed 11 families. I went, how did you do that? You took food. You took enough for yourself for a month out of your abundance. You gave to 11 families. She said, yes, and today I'm feeding another 15. I'm like, how on earth are you doing that? Because suddenly there just doesn't seem to be an end of the oil that's flowing. And someone said, how are you doing this? And I said, I am a widow and my oil will not run dry. And people really grabbed hold of that. And I said, but, you know, for those of you who don't know, I am a widow. I've been widowed for, for 14 years and my husband has gone to glory and is fulfilling his heavenly scroll. Um, and, but we're here, uh, fulfilling the call of Yahweh on our lives. And it, there was not a moment in this time of gunfire and burning and explosions and, you know, being locked down and, and protecting the family that I for a minute even thought that I would be in a place where we'd have no food or I would have none, I'd give it all to the kids. It was not even a, an inkling in my head that that would happen. I, I just knew within the depths of who I am that my oil would not run dry, would not run dry. I said, Yahweh, we have an issue. He said, what have you got? I said, well, I've got me, I've got my family, I've got our cupboards and this is what I'm going to do. And he said, I'll make sure you have enough to keep doing what you do until provision comes. But then when provision came, that never ran dry. So I have been given much meat and we have been given steaks to give out. I mean, usually people don't provide steak in a crisis. We had so much steak and, you know, mints and different meats that came. And I just sent a, a picture to, to Ian Clayton today and I said, listen, I'm not embellishing this, but I keep emptying out half of this deep freeze and every day I open it up and it's full to the top and I'm getting a little desperate because I don't know how to finish the meat because I can't give it away fast enough. And the more I give it away, the more it's full, the more meat there just is in the kitchen. And in this the studio and in you know other people's deep freezers, I said to them, please get rid of everything by Friday. And they're going, We are trying. Help us. We are trying. It's been the best week ever. Why? Because we have seen the divine provision of Yahweh where the oil keeps flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing. And now it's become so very natural to us. It's like, of course there's me. Come and get some, because tomorrow it'll, it'll be back. And I kid you not, this is happening. It's been the best time ever. And, you know, it'll run dry when it's not necessary. But right now it's necessary, and that's why it doesn't run dry. I've given away eggs only to get dozens and dozens and dozens of eggs back. Yesterday I found a bag of rice in my car. I said, oh, for goodness sake, would somebody please take the rice? I don't know how there's rice in my car, but I just can't seem to get rid of this food. And so it's been the best time ever. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 9 says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, it'll be opened. Or what person is there amongst you who when his son asks for a loaf of bread, he gives him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake instead? 
So if you, despite being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, listen to this people, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? We seek his kingdom, Matthew 6, and all these things are, are, are given back to us there as I, as I seek his kingdom is added to me. It's added to me. It's a continual supply of adding, not a bit here and a bit there, but a continual supply. We didn't have to go in the name of Jesus fridge be full. I just said, Yahweh, you want to know what I've got? Well, I've got an empty fridge and I've got a lot of people that need help. And he said, well, I'll pour it. You just keep giving it. And I give and he pours and I give and he pours and they give and he pours the best time ever. Now, you know, my daughter said to me the other day, mom, my missionary kid came out <laughs> because this is what we did for years. They've only ever been on the road like missionary kids. And we've seen the provision of Yahweh in the most phenomenal ways where we leave. We, we immigrated with 400 Zimbabwe dollars on us, which, you know, doesn't mean much any longer, but 400 dollars. And within a week, someone had given us 6,000 US dollars and said, you can't live like this, and gave us this money. And that day was the day the oil never stopped flowing. Yahweh is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that I ask or think according to his riches and glory. And you and I know those riches are never ending. It's been the best time ever, the provision of Yahweh, the constant supply, living in the constant supply, not the good will of God, not the nice will of God, but the perfect, exceptional, overflowing will of Yahweh, sitting in the place of rest in him going, I'm a widow and my oil will not run dry. Now, I want to say many of you are not widows and widowers, but we are widowed in that we could not find food. And you can come to that place today of saying, I need the oil not to run dry. I need the divine provision not to run dry. And I will not grumble against your supernatural provision when it happens in unexpected ways. I met with someone uh, a while ago and they had no food and I said, come, let's go shopping. And I went and bought them a month's groceries. And she said, I have to put my pride in my pocket for this. I said, you do. Do it because the more I give to you and the more I buy for you, the more people send me money to buy for you. So keep going. Just keep putting it in, honey. Don't don't hold back. And I want to tell you that we're in the most exciting of days right now. If you're under the sun, you're going to look at everything and think it's all going to hell in a handbasket. If you're living above the chaos and the noise of the corruption of man's morality and you go above the sun into the realms of the kingdom, you're going to live in the place of divine provision. You're going to live in the place of your oil never running dry. And it is the best time ever. The provision of manna and quail, the unexpected ways in which Yahweh provides is yours today as you seek his kingdom. I want to encourage you to press out, press in, say, Yahweh, this is what I have, and let him fill it for you today. Thank you so much for listening. We are living our best lives.